Folks, I'll tell you what, and I'll be honest with you, you don't know how blessed you are. We see churches today that long just to have one child, and to see a choir loft plumb full of children singing, and then afterwards having those sing specials, it's such a blessing. And like I said, we see churches all the time that that are that are just praying that the Lord would send them some young people. And I pray that the Lord will do so. But I'm also very thankful for what God has done in this place as well. We have a great a great young people's group and a great group of young people that are already saved by the grace of God. And we're praying that all the rest of them will truly come to know the Lord Jesus Christ as our Savior as well. Tonight, I'd like to go ahead and invite you to turn your Bibles to the book of Philippians in chapter 1. As we begin this this study tonight, this is our first lesson in the book of Philippians. And tonight, we're going to bring a special message. I pray that it would be special in your mind. As Paul looked back through his memory and how he rejoiced in the saints of God. Folks, there's no greater privilege and no greater calling than to be a man of God. The one thing that makes it so sweet is people that love the Lord and love His Word. That's what makes the pastorate so special. Uh, and that's what I believe Paul experienced in this. In this, he, he even spoke about the precious memories of the saints of God. And many of his writings, as he wrote these epistles to different churches, he often mentioned the kindness, the, the warm reception, the, the warm uh, reception to God's Word. And these are all things that, uh, just like everybody that comes here, he said, man, it's easy to preach at Emmanuel. Folks, it is easy to preach when you got a people that love the Word of God. Amen? When you got people that want to know more about God's Word. And that's what we see, I believe, in this letter as Paul wrote while he was imprisoned in Rome. I just pray that God will open our eyes tonight to some of these things. We're going to look at the first 11 verses here, and we'll take our message from these first 11 verses. Verse 1 says, Paul and Timotheus, the servants of Jesus Christ, to all the saints in Christ Jesus, which are at Philippi with the bishops and deacons. Grace be unto you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. I thank my God upon every remembrance of you. That's special, folks. That's special when a man of God can say that about a church family, that he thanks the Lord for all the memories for the good times. And Paul here was saying, I thank my God upon every remembrance of you. Now listen, Paul did not mention the fact that he didn't have troubles. Now we all have problems. We all have troubles in this life. And churches churches are not exempt from uh, uh, personal troubles and what have you, even in the church setting. But Paul makes sure to notice this. But he says, I want you to know that your, your, your memory is special to me. 
He says in verse 4, Always in every prayer of mine for you all, making request with joy for your fellowship in the gospel from the first day until now. And that fellowship, that word fellowship there in the Greek is, is a word that, that translates to participation in the gospel. Now, that means there's cooperation between the, the pulpit and the pew. That means there's a working together. It's not all up to the preacher and the teacher and the deacons. It's something that we all have a part in. That, my friend, makes your place in your pew special. That makes what you do in the house of God to become very special. It says in verse 6, Being confident of this very thing, that he which hath begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. Even as it is meet for me to think this of you all, because I have you in my heart, inasmuch as both in my bonds and in the defense and confirmation of the gospel, ye all are partakers of my grace. For God is my record. How greatly I longed after you all in the bowels of Jesus Christ. And this I pray. Paul had a special prayer for the people of God at Philippi. He also had special prayers for the other churches that he encountered as well. But this one here is this. And this I pray. That your love may abound yet more and more in knowledge and in judgment. That you may approve things that are excellent. That you may be sincere and without offense till the day of Christ. Being filled with the fruit of righteousness, which are by Jesus Christ unto the glory and praise of God. I want to bring a message tonight. Paul's rejoicing in precious memories. Our most gracious and divine Heavenly Father, Lord, tonight as we bow before your throne, we do so with thankful hearts. And dear God, just as Paul spoke very highly of the church family at Philippi, I lift up our own church family here at Emmanuel. Lord, I thank you for the precious memories. And I pray, dear God, for the, for the cooperation for the fellowship, and for the things that make just being in the house of God special. And I pray, Father, tonight that you will bless this congregation. Lord, that you would entreat in her a special love and admiration for thy word and for each other. Lord, I pray that you'll bless our evening. Empower thy word this evening, Lord. I pray that you give me freedom of speech and power and demonstration of the Holy Spirit. Lord, bring to my thoughts the things that I've studied over the last couple of weeks. Lord, I pray that you bless your children's ear and hearts. That they may be in tune tonight to the word of God. That their hearts may be soft that their minds may be pliable to the precious truths 
that only you can fulfill in our lives. Lord, I pray, bless the sick. Bless those that we will rip today, Father. I pray that they would even now feel your presence around them. Lord, give them health and healing. Watch over the rest of those, Lord. We think of Brother Horn especially, Lord. I pray that you touch his body. Lord, you be with his family and his church family that you would bless them in a great and mighty way. Now, Father, I pray, bless our evening. Lord, I pray that you will forgive us our sin. In Jesus Christ's name, his sake that I pray. Amen. Emmanuel, tonight before us is an epistle written by the Apostle Paul while imprisoned in Rome the first time around A.D. 60 to 62. Now I wish you to focus upon this fact. He was imprisoned in Rome, a brutal place of imprisonment, and yet all his thoughts were focused upon the memory of the dear saints at Philippi. The thought here should captivate our minds and hearts desire to be the kind of church which people look at in a good way. Even when all around that person there is nothing but heartache and trouble. This evidently was the Apostle Paul's uplifting thought in his moment of tribulation. He knew the memories which could make his imprisonment tolerable. And church, when troubles come to the shores of our friends, we must be a good memory for them to reflect upon and help in their time of crisis. So first of all tonight, as we look at this scripture, the first three verses have something that I want you to get a hold of. I want you to focus upon the fact that Paul, even in the dire circumstances he faced, could only think on the good memories of the church at Philippi. He says, I thank my God upon every remembrance of you. This is a calling card of admiration that Paul was sending out. And when we think about that word admiration, it is something or somebody regarded with a feeling of pleasure, approval, or often wonder. That's the way Paul looked at Philippi. That's the way the, the people of God uh, reminded him of while he was in that prison in Rome. In that cold, dark dungeon, no doubt. Where all the rats were were running to and fro where the dampness of and, and the putrefying smells of uh, of the human uh, of human waste and everything else running through their cells, and here was a man of God that only he could the only thing he could think of was the precious memories of a few dear people that he was really thankful to know. The apostle Paul felt a closeness with this church because of her adherence of the taught Word of God. He loved her willingness to conform to God's Word as he taught that Word. We go back and we see some other instances as well. Uh, and, and In Romans in chapter 1, the Bible here talks about something that I want you to get a hold of. In verse 8 down through verse 12, the Bible says, First, 
as he was talking uh, uh, to the, 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 these individuals here in Rome, as he was talking to the Christians here, he says in verse 8, First I thank my God through Jesus Christ for you all. I heard somebody say once a long time ago, he must have been a country boy. You know, he's always using the word you all. But anyway, he says that your faith is spoken of throughout the whole world. Now, folks, I wanted to focus on that one verse to me just for a moment. Things that you hear other preachers say in other locations. Things that you you that other churches communicate with me as a pastor. How they how they love coming to the Emmanuel Missionary Baptist Church because you can feel something's real there. I've heard preachers uh, say it like this: you can you can really feel the love that is that is coming forth from the pew as they hear the word of God. Folks, your name is mentioned all over the country. And I dare say now that we're, that we're worldwide on, on Sermon Audio that your name is mentioned all over this world as it is known. Listen, there are good things to be said about the Emmanuel Missionary Baptist Church. What I'm trying to say is don't let that go. Don't take that for granted. Don't mistake don't make the mistake of getting, getting kind of situated and fixed in your situation. Listen, know this, that in a moment's notice, the devil could get in and begin to tear down this church if we're not careful. That's the reason why we've got to protect our love for the brotherhood. He says again in verse 8, First, I thank my God through Jesus Christ for you all that your faith is spoken of throughout the whole world. For God is my witness whom I serve with my spirit in the gospel of His Son. And without ceasing I make mention of you always in my prayers. Making request if by any means now at length I might have a prosperous journey by the will of God to come unto you. For I long to see you that I may impart you unto you some spiritual gift to the end that you may be established. That is, that I may be... <clears throat> Comforted together with you by the mutual faith, both of you and me. The Apostle Paul, as he, what he was stating here is, listen, I want to see you face to face. I want to be a blessing to you as you've been a blessing to me. I want you to grow in the Word of God. I want you to grow in faith. I want you to grow in love for each other. Listen, you're spoken of throughout the whole world. Make sure you don't let... Don't let the church down. Don't let the church down. 1 Corinthians 1, uh, the Bible states again as he's talking to the church at Corinth. He says, I thank my God in verse 4, always on your behalf for the grace of God which is given you by Jesus Christ, that in everything you are enriched by Him in all utterance and in all knowledge, even as the testimony of Christ was confirmed in you. So listen, Corinth was having problems. You remember that, don't you? Corinth, I mean, they were, they were, they was a church that was, that was, uh, they were allowing some things to go on that shouldn't have been going on. 
And listen, it was surely something that was going to cause him destruction. But yet Paul loved that body. Paul loved the church. Paul loved the, the churches that he, had a, that he had a part in. In other words, he had left his heart in. He had left his soul in. He had left his work behind. And listen, he loved that church even though they were not perfect. Neither are we. But Paul loved them just the same. You go to chapter 5 and you see the, some of the mistakes that the church were beginning to have and some of the things they were allowing to come into the church. You can go to chapter 11 where, where the, he began to teach them about the Lord's Supper. Listen, he said, some of you are getting so full and fat on the bread and some of you are getting drunk on the wine. Listen, he still loved them. What I'm trying to say is that we need to, be, we need to make sure that there's something special about the Emmanuel Mystery Baptist Church that people remain in love with her even though we have our own faults. We're only human. We're not perfect. We're not a perfect church. We strive to be, but we come up short, don't we? You know why? We're still human and we're still on this side of heaven. Once we get there, once that change takes place that 1 Corinthians 15 speaks of, listen, Paul will be able to speak to us face to face then and he's going to say, what a good people that you are. What an amazing thought that, that you have been to me even in my passing. Ephesians chapter 1, we, we went over all these and also in Thessalonica, you know, at Ephesus and Thessalonica, Paul, as he still was writing to these churches that he had a part in and he left his heart in it. Listen, he understood that they were not perfect people, but they were, they were blended people with the, with the amazing grace of God. Amen. They had something. Folks, I want you to know something. What I'm trying to say here in this first point is that, listen, the Emmanuel Mystery Baptist Church, we have something. We have something that people look at. That ain't, uh, that ain't, uh, and listen, don't get me wrong. I, I don't, I don't think it's wrong to, to make mention when, when, uh, when it ought to be made mention of. I don't, I don't believe it's wrong not to, not to, uh, uh, just leave things unsaid. Listen, I, I thank God for what goes on in the Emmanuel Mystery Baptist Church. I thank God for. There's memories. In this old head that will not leave. They're mostly good memories. Yes, there's some memories of some hard times. But listen, those memories are also for our learning, for our admonition. They're for our, they're for our growing up in. We see where we've made mistakes and we, we amend those things. And we do things right. That's, that's what it is. To, you know, that's a reason why I know that we've not arrived yet. I believe we need to give credit where credit is due. And I believe God's Word teaches that. The Apostle Paul had great memories as it concerned the saints of God and their faithfulness. Are we making it so for fellow saints around us? Those who visit, those who are, who are members, those who are potential members, do we make this place of worship memorable for others? For others, you know, I think of our I think of our newest members, and you know what? I thank God for our newest members. 
But I hope, I hope that it's more than just a place to come, Brother Donnie. I hope it's just a place. I hope it's more than just a place to, 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 to say you've been to church. I want you, I want you to know you've been to church. Amen. I want you to know you've been around people that, that love one another and encourage one another. That's what we are to do. Leave a mark. Make it to where if we have to go somewhere else, that there's always a good memory in the back of our mind about the saints that are gathered at Emmanuel. Now, secondly, I want you to think about this in verse 4 of our text. Philippians 1 and verse 4. Notice what it says here. Always in every prayer of mine for you all, making request with joy. Does your memory in someone else cause them to pray for your welfare? This word prayer here in the Greek is, uh, is desist and it means, uh, it means to make a petition, a supplication. It goes even deeper with another word that means to make a vow or a wish. Listen, that's what I want for the Emmanuel Mr. Baptist. You know, when I close out our service and I, I use the verses, may God's face shine upon you. May His smile go for you and your family. Folks, I want you to know that's not just words. That's what I hope for every family in this house. For every member that makes up this body. I pray that God will bless you. I pray that His smile will be upon you and your family. Folks, I'll say something tonight. That's what makes a difference in the life of a pastor. Being able to pray that prayer and mean it. I pray that God's richest blessings will truly fall upon each and every member of this body. When you come to the mind of an acquaintance, do they wish for your good or even pray for it? Do they consider you as one that is deserving of life's greatest blessings, making requests with joy? I believe Paul looked at Philippi and he thought, hmm, these people, I pray God blesses them with the greatest blessings ever. Folks, that's what I pray for this church family. I pray for your children that they'll all become saved by God's amazing grace. And you know what? Many of them have been saved by God's amazing grace. You know what I'm doing? I'm still praying for the rest of them. Not only for our children, but I'm praying for moms and dads. I'm praying for the family unit as a whole. Listen, that God's blessings will rest upon that family unit. Do you bring out the best in others? Or do they look at you with contempt? Are you someone people wish to be around? Or are you one that others stare away from? You know in the book of Proverbs in 17 and 18, it says something about how to, how to have friends. Amen? You know, I've heard people say, well, I just don't have any friends. Well, you know what? You need to make yourself friendly. You need, to, you need to have a little smile on your face maybe once in a while. In Proverbs 17, 17, the Bible states here, A friend loveth at all times, and a brother is born for adversity. In chapter 18, uh, uh, the Bible states this in verse uh, 24. Now get a hold of this. A man that hath friends must show himself friendly. <laughs> You know, I've heard people say, well, I just don't, I just don't, uh, 
I just don't feel like I have friends there. Well, listen, have you, have you made yourself friendly? Have you made yourself known? Have you made yourself to be friendly? Yeah, there ain't nobody back here. You might want to get a hold of her. She thought Jamie was back there. He was going to take care of the baby. She's going to let him have it. Amen. Listen. You know, and again, you know, you hear this from time to time, and you know, I, you don't hear it here, but you know, as you travel, and you know, people confide in you. You know, I had one person tell me one day, "I just don't feel apart." Well, listen, why is that? I know that if you come here, you're going to feel apart because people want you to feel apart. People want you to take part in the worship. Listen, maybe it's because you've not made yourself. To take a part. Listen, be a part of the church. You want to see things happen in your life? Take notice of the church. Be a part of it. And God will bless you. Now, lastly, I want you to think about this. In verses 4 down through verse 11, we're going to, we're going to cover the rest of this now, but it, I, I promise I'm not going to keep you a whole lot longer. But I want you to look at this. Eight o'clock hour is not here yet, but we're getting close. But I want you to look at this, verse 4 down through verse 11. I'm going to have to read this because the Bible says, Always in every prayer of mine for you all make a request with joy for your fellowship. Very important word there. That word is to, the word fellowship here used in the Greek means participation. Your participation. You know, like I said a while ago in, in point number two. If you want to feel a part, you got to be a part. Amen. If you want to, if you want to uh, uh, feel like you're needed, listen. You need to show that you're needed. You need to, you need to take a, take on somebody else's need. The Bible says, "For your fellowship in the gospel from the first day until now, being confident of this very thing, that he which hath begun a good work in you will perform it." Until the day of Jesus Christ, perseverance there. I believe that's one of the great things that a church has to have is perseverance. Too many church people today are walking away. They're, do, they're, dying, they're dying away because they do not persevere. Listen, you've got to persevere if you're a saint of God. There's got to be an act of perseverance in you. You've got to fight for what is right. You gotta fight for what is true. Listen, you gotta stay with the stuff. Persevere until the end. I believe is one of the greatest things that you can do as an individual. The Bible goes on to say this. In verse 7, even as it is meet for me to thank this of you all, because I have you in my heart, inasmuch both in my bonds and defense of the confirmation of the gospel, you all are partakers of my grace. For God is my record, how greatly I longed after you all in the bowels of Jesus Christ. And this I pray, that your love may abound yet more and more in knowledge and in judgment. That you may approve the things that are excellent, that you may be sincere without offense till the day of Christ. Isn't it a shame today? I mean, you can't hardly say nothing to people today without somebody taking offense to it. Maturity is gone in many circles today. 
being filled with the fruits of righteousness which are by Jesus Christ unto the glory and praise of God. Now, I want you to think about this prayer request. Number one, he's praying for the fellowship in the gospel. That word there is a word in the Greek that means to share in or act of partaking, sharing because of a common interest or communion. Are you really willing to fellowship in the gospel of the Word of God. The second request was for perseverance. We need to encourage fellow saints to keep the faith and stay in the race. Amen? There's too many that are willing to give up and quit. Listen, don't give up and quit on God. You know, I, I was talking to a man the other day and, and I was trying to encourage him. Listen, don't quit. Don't quit. If you have to, you find yourself a place where you can go back to work and you get to work for the glory of God. Amen. But don't quit on God. Regardless of the situation, don't quit on God. Persevere and stay in the race. There's a race to run and we need to be running in that race. Persevere. The Another prayer request was that our Commonality would be fixed on love. You know what? In Philippians chapter 1, verse 8 and 9, I believe that one of the greatest traits of a church and a church family is to love one another. Listen, when there's love in the pews, when there's love in the pews, listen, the devil has a hard time getting in the back door or the front door, whatever you want to call it. I'm in the front. That's the back to me. But as I think about that, listen, Love can conquer anything that the devil throws at a church family. Love conquers all. You know, one of the, one of the greatest things that I do when I'm, when I'm uh, uh, dealing with a, a young couple that's getting ready to get married and we're doing counseling, I make sure I let them know, listen, love conquers everything. When you have love for one another, you're able to get through the hard times. When you have love for one another, you're able to get through the lean times. When you have love for one another, you're able to look over one another's faults and failures. And listen, in a church such as ours, listen, we're going to have faults and failures because we're just human and none of us are just the same as the other. We're all different. So yes, we're going to have to have love for one another. 1 John chapter 2, 1 John chapter 4, verse 7 through 11 in both those chapters speak about the love that God insists on a church to have for one another. Another thing that he was praying for, that we may discern or interpret or to test or try in the Word of God in verse 10, that we may mature in God's Word and faith. You know what I believe what a, a, a church that is where she needs to be, we've not all arrived yet, none of us have arrived yet, but our faith needs to be growing every, every week that we're together, every month that we're together, every year that we are together serving, every decade we're together. Our faith is to be greater than it was the day that we started. We need to grow. We need to increase our faith. How do you do that? Trust God more, folks. I want you to know that's the only way to grow faith. Trust God with every situation. 
Know that He's in charge. You know, that's why I was telling Sister Patty today, listen, God is in charge. And that well, I wasn't telling her that. She was telling me that. God is in charge in everything. She know, and she knows that God's in charge of every part of her life. The last thing I want you to think of is when Paul was making this prayer request. He was praying that all the household of God may be filled with the fruits of righteousness. Listen, church family. The only way to do that, as we look at Philippians 1 and 11, <clears throat> being filled with the fruits of righteousness, which are by Jesus Christ under the glory and praise of God. These things are, are gifted by Jesus Christ to the children of God that we may bring glory to His Father. How do we get those things? Galatians chapter 5. I'm going to close with that, that reading in Galatians 5, and I think it's around verse 22 as we look at this, and then I'll come to a close. Galatians chapter 5, verse 22. But the fruit of the Spirit... Now this is what you want to have. As a child of God, as a church family, you want to have the fruit. Amen? You want to bear the fruit. The Bible states this, the fruit of the Spirit is love. The very first thing mentioned about one of the fruits of the Spirit, the very first thing to be mentioned is love. Do you have proper love for each other? Do you love the brotherhood? You know, in the prayer rooms, ever, ever Sunday night, in the men's prayer room here, somebody, if not several of us, will always pray for the brotherhood. You know why? Because it's important. We need to pray that our love for the brotherhood increases. Amen. Listen, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace. Listen, if you don't have no joy, there's something wrong. The child of God ought to have joy just because of what God has done for you. And it brings peace, to inner peace to us. Listen, if you don't have joy, just go back and look at what Christ done for you. It'll come back to you. Maybe you've been having a hard time. Maybe the devil has got you beside yourself. And listen, you're remembering all the hardships and heartaches that life has given you. Listen, you want your joy back. You go back to when you were saved. Amen. Go back to when the Lord touched your heart. Go back to when He brought you up out of death because you couldn't do it yourself. It had to be of God. Go back and realize what He done for us. Oh, it makes joy come to my heart. I could sit like a day like today when I come in from the hospital and I'm sitting on the porch. Uh, Sister Debbie had to go down and get the kids. Uh, Ashley and them had a, had a water uh, blowout. <laughs> had, a, had a line to bust or something in the house and they had water everywhere. And I was sitting on the porch and you know, I'd already prayed for them and uh, prayed that they'd stay calm. I mean... My goodness, things like that happen. But as I was sitting there thinking about the joy that God has given me, I go back and I think about my salvation. I think about what He's saved me from. And I think about every day, there's not a day goes by that I don't think about what He's forgiven me of. Every day I have something to be thankful for, but I go back mainly and I think about all that which He forgave me. You know what? That makes me joyful. 
That makes me rejoice in the Lord. That gives my heart peace. Fruit of the Spirit is that you have joy, love, and peace. It'll also, those things breed long-suffering, gentleness, and goodness, and faith, and meekness, and temperance. I could go on and on and on. Those are the blessings of God that we need to remember and recount in our lives. Paul had a, had a great desire for, his, for the people of Philippi. He had a special request in that prayer. And folks, I, I, I can say tonight that that same request goes from this pastor to our church family. I want to see nothing but the greatest blessings for you and your children, for your family, your husbands, your wives, your grandchildren. I want to see the greatest things come to you. You know what? That's what I pray for every day. For I have you in my heart. Now think about Paul. Paul says, I've got you in my heart. Folks, he loved the people of God because they were a lovable people. Listen, that's the way we need to be for each other. And cause the world outside, you know what? They want something that's real. The world outside is looking to see what is really real and what's not. People are tired of playing church. Folks, let them come to a place where there's real things going on. Real love and peace and commitment. May God bless. And may God bless the Emmanuel Missionary Baptist Church. Let's